Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Team WL checking in for the 7 o'clock hour. Steve, Jeff, Charlie Long, and Bobby Bear getting to you. Talking Saints training camp coverage. We got uh, around the NFC South. Already touched on the Panthers and the Buccaneers. We'll be hitting on the Dirty Birds, Atlanta Falcons coming up after the first break. Uh, right now, just talking a little Saints training camp and see Jimmy from Gretna on the Oakland Heart Jewelers Talk and Text Line hanging on. Wanted to talk about the black and gold. What's up, Jimmy? Hey, how y'all doing? So hey, far, Jimmy. so good. Hey, so what's on the calendar for the weekend? I know I know you got it lined up. Come on. Help me out. Oh, man, I got to check with my wife, dude, see if I get a hall pass or not. I got to check, dude. I gotta, I'll got. i get back to you, Bobby. All right. Oh, oh you yeah, know. you got to. Bobby's yeah, you mouth was wide hey, open hey, and shocked. Hey, hey no, I, I'm shocked you got to get a hall pass. I, I, I thought guess. maybe you give her a hall pass or something. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to sliver. I'm going to have to sliver and figure it out. Yeah, uh, but, but <laughs> Jimmy, no, uh, but we gonna. I got to know you can call back tomorrow. Steve and I is going to be on uh, from 3 to 6 to break down the training camp. Then Jeff and Mike Haas. It's going to be on on Sunday. So we got wall-to-wall coverage at training camp. Uh, so you, you got to let me know your plans if this weekend. If they're practicing, we're talking. Hey, exactly. My plan, My plan. I'm trying to come out there Sunday. I'm trying to get out there. You know, even if I got to tell my old lady uh, I'm, at, I'm at the grocery store for a few hours, I'm going to have to hopefully not come back empty-handed. I got to go get some a gallon of milk, baby. I'll yeah. be back in four hours, you know? Yeah, so, you, you, uh, anyway. you, you get a gallon of milk and um, – and Jamie, the last two times I I I've I saw you at uh, at Saints camp and all that, you definitely represented uh, the Southern Miss Golden Eagles. Dude, I had my shirt. I told you it was a funny story, dude. They had some recruits there. They were like some college recruits. I get to talking with them, you know, just talking the you know what, uh, and they thought I was some kind of assistant coach trying to recruit them. So yeah, well, like, no, no, man. I'm just a fan, dude. I just got the shirt on. I had the Southern Miss College shirt on. No, you should have told me you were a scout, Jimmy. Come on. I know, I know you could man. pull that off. I should have. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. No, but, hey, I, I saw you today, Bobby. Good seeing you. Hey, you had your Cal Bear shirt on for your, uh, My daughter. your daughter's yeah, alma yeah. mater. And Cam Jordan. And, and Cam Jordan. Yeah. Hey, look, listen. I, I'm, I, I listened to the show the other night. You guys were talking about Zach Bond. He's got to step up. All right, where we where, where he was graded at, where where we drafted him at, and he's saying in his interview, you know, these post training camp interviews, like he saw what Caden Ellis did. Caden Ellis played a similar position in college as he did, and he the blueprints there because Caden Ellis got his money in Atlanta and he's gone. I hate to see him go, but right. I mean, with the injuries and all and the open spots at linebacker, Bobby, it's time. So you know what, or get off the pot for yeah, Zach but, but, but Bond. Yeah, but without a doubt, without a doubt, Zach Bond knows the task at hand, 
And uh, we wanted to continue to excel on special teams when given the opportunity, but we need him. Uh, we didn't draft him. Okay, uh, Zach Bond is an NFL football player. But we didn't draft him in the third round to be an outstanding special teams player. We drafted him to contribute uh, at a high level at, at the linebacker position. I'm not saying he got to even be Pete Werner, but like maybe Pete Werner Jr. <laughs> or like maybe uh, somewhat uh, to contribute. He, he knows he has to do that. And uh, the jury's still out. Will he take advantage of the opportunity? Uh, uh, Jeff, I've seen flashes at times of him and and uh, – Jimmy, I mean, I don't know. I I don't know one way or the other. I'm going to flip a coin, and Zach Bond might work out. He might not. You're going to trust Zach and, Zach Bond in coverage? That's what I was about to say. I don't think – the problem with getting Zach on the field is he's got to cover. Because the second – you can see it in practice. It happens in practice. Right. Whenever right. he is in coverage, Derek Carr goes at him. And the other exploited. teams are going to do that too. And yeah. so I just, it's tough to get him on the field unless you're going heavy. Now, I, I think you can rush him in stunts, uh, yeah. maybe uh, piece be able to get a sack or something like that. What was the practice, though, when he got jacked up, like stiff form? Who, who gave him that stiff form? I, I can't even remember. What was it, Eno Benjamin? I think it was. Oh, and it was like, whoa. Yeah. Uh, no pads. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, and then, then of then, course, then. I think we, uh, it was Eno because everyone was talking, if that was Eno Benjamin, what's Derrick Henry going to do? Oh, no, he'd be a speed bump. <laughs> I mean, uh, he'd, he'd, he'd land on his neck. Uh, but no, listen, Zach Bonds, I mean, I think the desire and the passion's there, uh, but will he fulfill that desire and passion? I mean, he, he, you know, you can want, you can have the want to, but, but can you actually do it? And uh, you know they all—all all those young linebackers—they all knew what they—they uh, they all know what Kane Nellis did. You know, it's about opportunities. You only have so many opportunities. Do you take advantage of that? That's why Kane Nellis got stolen, got paid by the Falcons because he—he did so well when he took over uh, when Pete Werner got hurt. Yeah, well, you were just hoping you know you could maintain some steady play there. It was on the same level as Werner, if not better. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, no, uh, Kane Nellis. Uh, it wasn't like. Uh, you know, when Pete Warner got hurt, we were worried. He thought it would be a big drop-off. You gave the sack numbers yesterday. Yeah, uh, no. Caden uh, Ellis, uh, the production. Uh, I, I got to look at my notes, Steve. Uh, but it, it, it was, uh, I think Charlie's waving his hand. He might have it out there uh, about that, that how productive Caden Ellis was. Uh, when he was able uh, to give him that opportunity. I and, think he's just waving because we got to take a break. No, to get uh, to our just Atlanta his sack guest. production oh, last okay. year, guys. It, it was seven sacks. Like, it, you know, the first couple of years of his career, he wasn't even included in the pass rush, and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, he steps up in that role and gets seven sacks. He's almost at the lead of the team. Well, it's like Charlie said, Cam Jordan had eight and a half, and he was second uh, with seven sacks. Uh, you look at uh, tackles for loss, Cam Jordan was one uh, with 11. He was tied with uh, Carl Grandison with nine. So it looked sacks, tackle for loss. You look quarterback hurries. Cam Jordan at 14. Uh, he was uh, second with 10, tied with David Onyemata. So he was either, okay, sacks, tackle for a loss, or quarterback hurries, he was in the top two. Uh, I don't envision Zach Bond being in that number, at, at that level. You so. mentioned Caden Ellis in that sentence, David Onyemata, throw in Ryan Nielsen. We're talking about all guys on the Atlanta Falcons now. now. Uh, they have now gone to Atlanta. We'll be nice checking, segue. Yeah, we'll be checking in on the Dirty Birds when we get back from the break on WWL. Good segue, Steve. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Last stop on our trip around the NFC South, trekking in on the ATL. Will McFadden, writer for the Falcoholic and host of the Believe in Falcons podcast, now on the line with us. How's your training camp been going, man? Uh, it's been hot. I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure y'all has been the same. But uh, today was like? mercifully. It was mercifully a little cloudy. So um, it was. It was good today. But by and large, it has been hot down here in Atlanta. Now, uh, Will, everyone looks at the uh, NFC South, and you know who's starting for what team, who's playing quarterback, and. You know, the Saints bring in Derek Carr. Uh, The Falcons are now going uh, with four-game experience with Desmond Ritter. You look at Baker Mayfield. Uh, You can go on and on. You you look at Carolina uh, with Young and uh, and what's going to come about. But the question I have, and it could be like what is described as patience or lack of patience, if, uh, if Desmond Ritter... Uh, stumbles early. Do you expect Arthur Smith to have a quick hook, or not really? Or if he's struggling down the stretch, or or then the playoff race? Uh, we know they have the option uh, of turning to Heineke. Uh, but what, what, what's your take on that? It's kind of almost what Carolina did with Andy Dalton and his experience. But uh, what, what do you think as far as Desmond Ritter and that leash, or uh, how much? Uh, uh, the hook uh, or the quick hook or, or not a quick hook on him, depending on his success? Yeah, it's a totally fair question, and, and it's a common one, actually. It's, so I, I think you're right, right in line there. And it's something that I, I think externally it's a little harder to understand kind of seemingly right now how all in the Falcons are with, with Desmond Ritter. Um, it's, you know, yes, Taylor Heineke is here, and, and actually Logan Woodside, who – they brought over and, and has experience backing up Ryan Tannehill in Tennessee. 
they're here to, to really help Desmond Ritter, and all three have have looked about the same, I would say, so far in, in camp. And obviously there there has been some inconsistency, I think, so far with Desmond Ritter that has some fans, you know, wondering exactly the question that, that you just asked me. Um, to answer your question, I don't think that the Falcons are going to have a really, really overly quick hook with Desmond Ritter, mostly because I think the Falcons are going to be able to find ways to – reorient their offense and really kind of dial back Desmond Ritter's um, involvement if that if it turns out that he is really not capable of handling the offense in the way that they hope. I think that is what you're going to see more than it's four games in, we're one and three, this isn't working, get him out of there and get Taylor Heineke in there. I think you'll see them instead do much more what they did last year, which was run the ball much more frequently. But if you remember Arthur Smith's first season with Matt Ryan, they threw the ball about as much as anybody else in the league, if not more. They may have been the number one pass attempt offense in the league. So Arthur Smith has kind of done it both ways, which is why I think fans should here in Atlanta should have confidence that if Desmond Ritter is struggling early, he can figure out kind of the right mixture of ingredients to get by while the quarterback hopefully improves. Now, if he doesn't improve, that's a different story. If we get to the middle of the season and it's clear Desmond Ritter is, is kind of a thing maybe holding Atlanta back, at that point I would have to expect all options are kind of on the table, but there's a long way to go between now and then. Now, Will, uh, boy, talking about a three-headed monster and a quarterback's best friend, how about Algier? He was right at five yards a carry over 1,000 yards. Uh, Cordell Patterson, 700 yards, and you got B.J. Robinson. So what's the plans with all those guys? It's going to be really fun. It's going to be really interesting. And I think, you know, what what made Arthur Smith's offense so interesting last year was the personnel groupings and just how wild and crazy they kind of got with them. You know, you'd have two tight ends, two running backs on the field and be in empty and have five wide receivers for all intents and purposes. And that was kind of more by necessity right, because of the Matt Ryan trade that, that kind of came out of nowhere and then bringing in Marcus Mariota and really tailoring an offense to fit him, but also to, to put defenses on, on the back foot in a way that didn't necessarily involve talent because everybody agreed that offensively, you know, the Falcons had some interesting pieces, but, you know, they probably couldn't go toe-to-toe with most defenses in the league, so they got really creative. This year, they're going to be able to use that creativity when they want to instead of because they have to. And Bijan Robinson is, is that exemplified. I mean, he looks dynamic on the ground as a runner, but he has been putting in a lot of work as a receiver, specifically in how to set defenders up off the line of scrimmage and while running routes, which is a pretty nuanced skill. I feel like Alvin Kamara had that. Christian McCaffrey had that. The best running back receivers do have that. But then you look at Cordero Patterson, who is a former receiver turned running back, like very similar skill set. They're going to be able to use him in more sparing, but probably more specific roles than they were last year. And then Tyler Algier is probably still going to lead this team in carries. If he had to, you know, if I had to kind of put money on it right now, that would be my expectation because I think you're going to use the other guys in more creative avenues. And you're going to allow Tyler Algier to, you know, continue to hopefully get you four and a half yards per carry and then allow Bijan and and Cordero Patterson to maybe be your explosive home run hitters and your main receiving threats. But it's going to be a handful, I think, for defenses, as long as everybody's able to stay healthy and 
happy. Well, jumping over to the other side of the football, looking at the Falcons' defense, just curious if you've noticed any kind of change in the overall, I guess, scheme, mentality, just overall with Ryan Nielsen now at the helm over there. And it's like uh, with the Saints East, uh, you got David on your Yamada, uh, you got Caden uh, Ellis, I mean – I mean, uh, all, all uh, personnel, uh, general manager, and all that. Uh, so, uh, so what's your take? I mean, are the are the Saints fan? I mean, the Saints, are Falcons fans, optimistic about uh, those coming into the building? They they truly are, and that defense has been. It, it's tough because every year defense always seemingly starts faster than than the offense, and there's a lot of reasons for that. So I always try to like temper my early um, returns, but. This feels different than anything I've experienced um, since I really began covering the team in 2017. And I think that Ryan Nielsen, the impact that he is having is, is legitimate. Uh, Frank Darby, the wide receiver for the Falcons, said the other day that you can hear Ryan Nielsen throwing chairs in the defensive line room next door. So, yeah, there's like a palpable energy that you better bring it every single day. And so far, the, the defensive front especially really has. I think that you're seeing a, a level of depth with guys like Bud Dupree, Lorenzo Carter is back, but bringing in a David Onyemata, a Calais Campbell, that allows players like Arnold Ebicady, Taquan Graham, Ade Ogundeji, who the Falcons have drafted, who are young, but maybe not ready to truly shoulder that starting load, but they can add them in and in more of these role players. So again, the Falcons are just kind of increasing their numbers really on both sides of the ball, I feel like was the theme this offseason. And let's just bulk up and get more dudes and more dudes and raise the floor. And in some ways you raise the ceiling. It does feel different defensively from Dean Pease, who is more of your three, four type of look, but across the league base defenses are kind of non-existent anymore anyways, just because so many teams are, are in your nickel package. And now it's kind of become, how do you want to use that nickel player? Do you go, you know, big like the Alabamas do, kind of like uh, New Orleans has done in years past? Or, you know, do you go kind of with, with that joker? You know, Tyron Matthew is a great example who can kind of move all right. over the field and, and just do everything. So the Falcons have options. How they choose to go about that, um, I think, remains to be seen. But defensively, it's been very encouraging um, so far down here in Atlanta. Now they have a big test next week against Miami join practices, but uh, the Ryan Nielsen effect has been pretty real so far. Now, uh, Will, uh, always, you know, fans in general, they look at the playmakers, and are they maybe uh, ready to take that next step? You could say, well, are they healthy? Because you know they have the ability and expectations, that being uh, Kyle Pitts or Drake London. And, you know, we talked about uh, how if you look at the Falcons' offensive line, you'd have to say – yeah, they played well in the run game, kind of suspect maybe at times in pass protection. Uh, but what is your take as far as the passing game and the weapons that uh, Desmond Ritter will be throwing to? Yeah, one of the key points that Arthur Smith has hammered home throughout training camp, and I expect this to continue, is that, you know, the the wide receiver one, two, three, tight end one, two, three, like throw all of that out the window. He really is like, we got, a, we got a group of dudes, tight ends, wide receivers, running backs, whatever you want to call them, they truly do kind of lump them all together, and it's more that they're looking at, all right, what can this guy do, regardless of whether he's a running back or a wide receiver or what have you. If he's great in the slot and can kind of run this slant perfectly, that's what we're going to put him at. You know, like we're going to use these guys in a right. variety of ways. So P 
people would look at the wide receiver depth chart and say, Matt Collins is your number two, like Kaderil Hodge is your, your number three. Like, who are these guys? This is, this is not a serious NFL wide receiver room, but like they are going to be able to use, I think, Matt Collins in some interesting ways. Kaderil Hodge is a player that Arthur Smith has said that they probably could have used a little bit more last season. But again, that's kind of, even besides the point, it's going to be Kyle Pitts. It's going to be Drake London. It's going to be Bijan Robinson. Kyle Pitts has looked great coming back off of injury. He looks kind of like the Kyle Pitts of old. I think the mental hurdle, like a lot of players, is that last little hurdle for him. You know, get hit, get knocked down, get back up, do it again. And Drake London kind of has had a, a little bit of a quiet camp so far, but I think that's a good thing. He's looked solid. He's just doing the things that you expect him to do. He and TJ Yates have really put in a lot of time together, the, uh, the Falcons wide receivers coach. They're figuring out some of the fumble issues that, that plagued him in year one. So I really think it's going to be a, a trinity of Kyle Pitts, Drake Lennon, Bijan Robinson, and then you're going to get the supporting cast of John U. Smith, Cordero Patterson, Tyler Algier, and, and that's going to be the focal point of this offense, not so much what you see the Bengals do where, where it's just like four wide on, on every play. Now, uh, Will, uh, you know, now to go on the defensive side, uh, to me, the way the game has changed, uh, it's like, uh, okay, can you protect the passer or uh, how do you get after the passer? Uh, the one thing Atlanta, nothing to write home about, uh, boy, it's funny, they weren't even last, only 21 uh, sacks. Uh, that was one before last. Uh, I've always been a Grady Jarrett fan. Uh, you look at David Onyemata, uh, Khalees Campbell and all. So where are they at as far as is, is, are they going to generate? Because the Saints did that last year. They generated, uh, you know, uh, no one had double-digit sacks, but they generated sacks and they spread the wealth around with stunts and all that. Well, what do you think, Ryan Nielsen, or what they will do as far as a game plan? Because, look, you can't have uh, – now, if you have 21 sacks uh, half of the season – that's fine. Uh, if you amongst the best, you got to be like at least mid forties or, or high forties or low fifties if you're really getting after the opposing quarterback to be amongst the best. So I know they had the thing like twenty one sacks. That's unacceptable. It's been the 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 main main issue for the Falcons probably the last I don't know decade and a half. Like <laughs> it's the the pass rush outside of that one year when Vic Beasley you know kind of had his crazy season just has not been there consistently. Um, I, I think right now in training camp with the pads just coming on and even given the nature of training camp, it's hard to tell, you know, are they, are they going to be heavy on simulated pressures? Are they going to be doing a lot of stunts, a lot of twists? Like what's the defensive line game going to look like? How much are they? It's all still very kind of installs, simplistic. But what I will say is bringing in a guy like a Caden Ellis, having somebody like Troy Anderson, um, I think that they're going to utilize – some second-level defenders to help apply pressure at times. You know, I, I think that the depth they've added on the defensive line, they still don't have a Miles Garrett or a T.J. Watt or a Cameron Jordan. You know, they still don't have that guy. However, they do have, you know, plenty of solid pass rushers to throw at a, a team in waves. And I think they couple that with the hope that offensively, you're not playing in as many of these truly like one possession games for the entirety of four quarters. You hope that you're able to now build some leads, run the ball, kind of put the pressure on opposing offenses, which then leads to much more advantageous pass rushing situations for your team. And the Falcons did not have 
a ton of those last year. So that partially leads to the depressed total, but, but it's a real issue. Don't, don't get me wrong. And like I said earlier, like so far, the, the early returns on the defensive line, especially they're, they're not sacking the quarterback. They're not even touching the quarterback, but either unit would have had, and then the reserves had a couple. So it's, it is noticeable and apparent and Miami will be another, another big test in that front. They don't have, at least last year, they did not have the best offensive line. So now if the Falcons can go out and kind of do it against somebody else, and we've yet to even see Clayus Campbell in the mix here for Atlanta. So there's a lot of optimism, but you're right to identify that the pass rush is the main issue, continues to be the main issue until proven otherwise. Jeff, just cur- uh, Will, sorry, curious to see um, what's going on with Jeff Akuda, someone we heard about while we were at Saints training camp uh, getting carted off the field. I wonder if there's any update on his injury status. Yeah, no no update. Uh, confirmation it was an ankle. Um, did not look great. You know, the, the team came over, kind of huddled around him as, as they do. The coach came over. Um, he was carted off, came right at the end of, of one-on-one drills. Um, but nope, going to get an MRI. Arthur Smith has been very – um, you know, reticent. He doesn't like to talk about a player's health status without really having all of the facts at his disposal. So he, he usually is kind of mums the word uh, until, you know, a day or so has passed and they get all that information. So as of right now, no, no real word, but it, it didn't look good in the moment, um, if, if I can say that. Gotcha. Definitely appreciate your time. We'll uh, have a good one and stay cool out there. I know it is brutal down south. Of course. I appreciate it, and uh, looking forward to uh, seeing you guys twice again this year. Yeah, definitely. All right, thanks, Will. Will McFadden, writer for the Falcoholic, host of the Believe in Falcons podcast, coming back with and, more Saints training camp. Go ahead, Cajun Cannon. Steve, I was going to tell Will, does Will know that I had the longest creature in, <laughs> in Falcons history? And I'm the founding father of the Who That Nation. What? How's, uh, how can that be? How is that possible? No, because you're a mercenary. And Cam's not a mercenary. Cam's a Who That for life. Well, Cam we'll Jordan. S- we'll see what's going to happen with the future of rookie quarterback Jake Hayner. We'll hear more from him on the training camp sound bank when we get back after this on WWL. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Dipping back more into some Saints training camp after we went around the NFC South training camp sound bank brought to you by the sound banking at First American Bank, a banking tradition since 1910. Here's a listen to the future rookie quarterback, Jay Kaner. How was the uh, start of camp off you just first? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, when I wanted to come into camp, I wanted to show them that I could play and, and what they got in me. And, you know, I just tried to learn fast, be decisive, and, and, and make really good decisions from the start. And, you know, I think I've done that. And I think at this level, you just got to be as consistent as possible. So, you know, I've had a great, great start to camp, but, you know, I got to finish strong and keep it rolling. A lot of rookies struggle, but why do you think you've been able to pick up on things so, so quick? I mean, I put a lot of time into this. Um, you know, I, I try to pride myself on knowing what to do and, and knowing where to go with the football and not having any excuses. Just because I'm a rookie, I don't want to be able to make excuses that, you know, I don't know this progression, I don't know this read. Um, I want them to feel comfortable putting me in the game if I have to go in and try to make great throws and great decisions. 
there still any times where you're yourself thinking? Uh, I mean, uh, yeah, this, this is a pretty complex system, I would say, and uh, I put a ton of time into it. A lot of the time I had off was, you know, calling guys on FaceTime, a lot of the guys on the rookie class and going through stuff with them and just trying to be as organized and, and as prepared as possible. Uh, I think pre uh, preparation is the biggest key to success. And I always pride myself on that. So just coming in, trying to be prepared for, you know, install one through three and then four, five and six, try to learn as I go. And just try to be as decisive as possible. You had said you wanted to go to Montana or somewhere uh, during the summer. What yeah. did you end up doing? Yeah. Uh, went to Montana for, what, a week and a half. Went up there with my brother. Uh, spent some good time up there, fly fishing, training, throwing. Uh, and then came back to the Bay Area and, and did some of that stuff. So, you know, just try to be as productive, productive with my time as possible and enjoy the little time off that I had. And then you got to come back to this weather. Yeah, you got to come back to this. So, uh, you know, where I'm from, it's not as hot, but Fresno's obviously probably 110, 115 right now, so I'm used to the heat. Jake, you mentioned talking with Drew Brees and mm -hmm. working with him back in February mm -hmm. and talking with Derek Carr about this offense. Has that... Have you seen that payoff all so far in camp? Yeah, I mean, I'd like to think so. I feel like I've, uh, you know, for a rookie, learned fast and, and trying to make the, the necessary jumps and decisions to, you know, be able to come out here and execute. I, I think that's the biggest thing as a rookie, showing them that, you know, you're capable of handling mentally what they throw at you and then also being able to throw the ball accurately. So I think it's paid off up to this point in camp, and I just got to stay consistent. How do you feel you've handled the playbook? Um, you know, you guys are watching every day. I think I'm going out there and executing and, and doing what I need to do uh, to show them that I can play at this level. And I think that, you know, you carry that underdog mentality every step of the way. And, you know, no matter what anybody says, I still carry that same chip on my shoulder and that same energy. And I just process and play. How do you feel as far as your position kind of lends itself to leadership and mm -hmm. command of the huddle, all those kind of intangible factors as a rookie? Yeah. Making that transition, mm -hmm. you're one of the youngest guys on the team, but yet you've got a command guys that are maybe five, six years older. I think those guys want to go in and see that you're not scared to command a huddle. And I think from the jump, I've shown that I want that that role, and I'm not scared of that role. Um, and I pride myself in it. And you know, I think you kind of either have that or you don't. And since I was a kid, I've always gone into a huddle and looked at people in the eye and told them to play and told them where they need to get to. And um, I would say just have that energy about myself and have that that aura that you know, whenever I'm in, we can get this job done and, and we can go execute at a high level. Can you uh, justify yourself about no flavoring on your snowball? It was flavored. Brian is over-exaggerates. Um, it was lemonade. Okay? It was hot out. Wanted a frozen lemonade. And Brian's like, there's nothing on it. Um, so, yes, there was flavor. Have you had a chance to pick the brain of John Gruden at all in any way? Take advantage of that resource? Um, yeah, here and there. Uh, I definitely think he's a good resource for us. And, you know, I think that's obviously why he's here. He wants to be able to, you know, sit and watch and then be able to add and, and critique anything that, you know, he thinks might be good for us for the season. And, you know, I think any chance you get to learn from a guy like that is productive. More serious question though on the, the rookie class, just how have y'all come together and just bonded together this year? Just a lot of you, the AT, Nick, all these guys were just kind of the, the bond y'all formed throughout this whole entire process. Yeah, I think naturally the, the more time you spend with people, the closer you get with them. And this class has been super productive, and I think there's a lot of really good players in this class. Uh, Nick's done a really good job, AT, Kendra, Brian. I mean, everybody that we picked has done a really nice job, and they show up, I think. Um, 
So I think it's just a learning curve. Uh, there's more information, there's more that we need to process, and obviously there's a lot more that we need to hold on our plate mentally. So I think once you kind of take that in, absorb it, and then just go cut it loose, um, I think you'll see us make a lot of plays. Cutting it loose with rookie quarterback Jake Hayner, someone obviously we are definitely looking to see more of uh, next Sunday in preseason game number one. Well, uh, when I look at uh, Jake Hayner, uh, to me, I was telling you and Jeff this, uh, his processing ability, it's quick, it's rational. I ever told you what I always used to do? I was a seasoned veteran. I'd always, you know, pray like, you know, like, God bless me, whatever. I'd be like, uh, Lord... Help me to make quick and rational decisions. Right. Okay. You know, like I'm not not that you just guess it and I'm doing whatever. No, I have logic to the decisions I'm making and how you process stuff. And Bobby, I think his can ability. Can you give me an example of an irrational decision that you would have made? It was like the coach asked you, "Well, hey Bear, what the hell are you doing?" And you say, and "You say, well, I thought uh, he was going to do this or that, <laughs> and it's so off base. It's like." <laughs> And the coach is looking at it like, you don't know what the hell you're talking about. No, you have to have like, okay, I did this, I did this, and you have to have a reason. Right. Well, I'll look at Jake Hayner. He doesn't seem like a, a rookie where he's quick. his uh, processing ability is quick. It looks rational. It's quick, and the ball's coming out, and it's decisive. I mean, uh, I think he shows good mobility. Uh, he's accurate with the football. Uh, I think better than average arm strength. I mean, it's like uh, there haven't been a throw that I, uh, I've seen him. Well, his arm needs to be stronger. No, I've seen him throw darts down the seam. He gets it uh, there in time. In yeah. time, and whether it's anticipation, whatever, it's not like oh, if it's he'd be a lot better if his arm was stronger. No, I, I've been totally impressed with him now. Banners in the sea. He's got a chance to go against the Chiefs, Chargers, and all that. But uh, so far, he's playing with a lot of confidence, and he looks reliable. We're going to be getting back from the break. We see you. Carolyn Laplace wants to talk about Cam Jordan, maybe about that two-year extension, keeping him in New Orleans through 2025. We'll get more into that coming back from the break here on WWL. Closing things out here on the Friday edition of Sports Talk. We will be back tomorrow, 3 to 6, me and Bobby Bear talking about Saturday's practice, which will also be open to fans. Carolyn Laplace online to the Oakland Heart Jewelers talk. The main man on that Saints defense, Cam Jordan. How you doing, Carol? Hey, uh, yeah, I'm doing great. Uh, the stands back in the fold again. And uh, look, as far as I'm concerned, Cam Jordan is the is the second best Saints player ever, next to Drew. Uh, my wife. Uh, and that, I hey, 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 Carol, Carol. Now that is a strong statement, but that is a true statement. Uh, I'm telling you. Yeah. Okay, look what I'm Drew Brees did to help us win a Super Bowl when he plays quarterback. And then you look at Cam Jordan, he'll probably be a, a saint for life. He'll be a pro football Hall of Famer. Uh, Carol's come with a lot of wisdom there. Yeah, I mean, you look yeah, at My wife and I used to watch him uh, when he was in his second and third year at the training camp. And he would, every exercise they did, he would be first. He would beat the running backs, the defensive backs, everybody. He was, he was always at the top. I mean, the boy never let up. He's a man now, and he's he's so well spoken. He's so smart. He's funny. I mean, the, he's he's dedicated. He's loyal. I mean, what else you want in a player? The man is like 
He's phenomenal. Super Cam. Yeah. Well, I, and, and Carol, he comes from good stock. Uh, look, his dad was an unbelievable tight end, the Minnesota Vikings. And, he was here today. And uh, Yeah, and Cam even talks about his days in Minnesota. He grew up in Arizona, went to Cal. So he's diversified. He's been all over how he's embraced New Orleans. He's embraced his community, uh, wanting to be a saint for life. Uh, no, uh, anybody says something bad about Cam, I almost was like, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> you got to show me. Something why uh, not? Not everybody's perfect, you know. Uh, you might have a few skeletons in the closet, this or that. But I don't want to know something about Cam that's negative because I, I don't know anything that's negative uh, uh, about Cam. Like if he's not checking the boxes for you, I don't know what you're looking for. Exactly, exactly. No, he's definitely like we were talking about earlier too. That perfect player you want as a franchise talent, longevity, personality, uh, just a lot of charity work he's done throughout the community here too. Uh, yeah, we we would take you know all Cam Jordans on the roster, top to bottom. No, and you know usually when who, you think who was in charge of that pick? No, I, that, that, I'll be interested. I'm sure Mickey Loomis knows for sure. Right. What, scout, what, what scout said that <laughs> like you know, and they all communicating coaches and scouts. Who ultimately takes credit for Cam Jordan? Because he's you know because Cal, he's out at Cal Berkeley. Uh, you know, Pac-12 team, and then I'm playing for national championship. But uh, and I want to say, uh, from the top of my head, Cam did not have sacks in college. No, definitely. I want to say on the top of my head, he had like maybe four sacks at, at Cal, like four sacks, and he developed into uh, a sack getter. He was more; he could be every down defensive end, play to run. So uh, I mean. You know you could play, uh, you can outplay where you were drafted. You didn't say your first round. We you drafted in the first round. We was drafted in the latter part of the first round. He should have been like top five pick considering his production. Perfect four three defensive end. Yeah, perfect, unbelievable. Well said, Jeff. Well, I'm Steve Geller. Have a good night, everyone. Over to you, Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Have a good weekend, y'all. We got camp practice. We're coming back on Sunday. I'll be here with Mike Haas. So definitely tune in for that 3 to 6 p.m. And Cajun Cannon, take it away. All right. Bon nuit, les gens. Good night, people. Who that? Go Saints. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or... I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 